Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Well, right now I'm having a bit of a, a go around with various uh, members of the Moonbat Brigade uh, regarding uh, gun confiscation, which is I always do appreciate when some of the people who are all about the, quote, common sense gun reforms, end quote, when they when they finally do acknowledge that they are actually interested in gun confiscation. They want to take up all of the guns. So usually they start off with some sort of an argument about reform or common sense laws or universal background checks, you know, gun show loopholes, assault weapons kind of thing, right? Uh, Or weapons of war, that kind of thing. So they always start off with the incremental, easier-to-defend thing. This is Mott and Bailey as a debate tactic. Uh, where you make the uh, uh, you, you make a, a, a larger, grander, more uh, harder to defend uh, statement. When you get attacked for it, you then retreat to the more defensible position, right? So the more defensible position is: we just want common sense gun laws. We just want to stop the mass shootings. We just want to stop uh, you know innocent people from being killed. And that is something that everybody agrees with we i would very much like to see innocent people not be killed i would very much like to see the mass shootings end however the solutions right the the uh proposed uh, policy prescriptions that would somehow or another never actually address the incidents that prompt the proposals but uh when, when you start exploring with them what are the actual uh uh solutions that you're proposing and and how would they affect uh the society and uh the criminal activity you end up in a place pretty quickly where you realize they are proposing solutions to the problem of gun ownership not the problem of gun deaths or an even smaller subset gun crimes right although i guess you could say that you know Committing suicide is a gun crime as well, right? You, I, I guess you could try to make that argument, but the the larger uh, uh, the larger uh, issue is gun deaths. Inside of that, you've got uh, guns that are used to murder other people. You have gun crimes also separate from the deaths, right? Where people use guns in the commission of crimes, and these are all different types of problems, and they all require different approaches. And so if you are attempting to reduce gun deaths, then your solutions are going to look a lot different than if you're approaching it from a position of wanting to take up all the guns. Those that, those are different solutions. Because again, the number one category of gun deaths is suicides. That's number one. And that requires a different approach than Number two category, which is domestic violence. And that requires a different approach to solving than street crime, which is the number three largest category. Mass shootings, way down on the list. Mass shootings with rifles, 
way down on the list. Very, very small percentage. The vast majority of gun crimes are committed with handguns. Right? Yet they never attack handguns. You notice that? There's never uh, this targeted effort against handguns. It's always a targeted effort against assault rifles, quote-unquote. Right? AR-15s, specifically. Why is that? I would submit it's because most people don't own AR-15s. Most people don't own those types of firearms. If they've got a rifle, they probably have a hunting rifle. Maybe they got one from, uh, you know, their grandpa or their uncle who passed away and he was a hunter. Or maybe you grew up and you, uh, you were using a, 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 you know, a small caliber hunting rifle. So you still have that from your hunting trips or something. Or you're an avid hunter and that's what you have. I don't know. But usually people, my experience has been that, People who end up with the AR-15s, they usually have handguns, and it's usually <laughs> the handguns sort of are the entry point into the the hobby of collecting and uh, and using the AR-15 platform, which is more of a sportsman kind of a rifle in my in my uh, understanding of it. I do not own an AR-15. If I did own one, I would tell you I don't. I lost it in a in a boating accident, along with every other firearm that I've ever purchased. It was tragic. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. So uh, the key here is that when you're having these discussions with people who rise to the surface in the aftermath of any kind of uh, of gun-related incident, particularly those who, uh, who bubble up like the froth, uh, they, those who bubble up uh, in the immediate aftermath or as an event is occurring, and we still don't even know any of the information, you always got to be wary of those folks because... 99% of the time, they're not arguing with you in good faith. They're not attempting to actually find solutions. They're attempting to find a particular solution for gun ownership that they disagree with. They want all the guns gone. And it's rare that you come across somebody who actually espouses that. I did today, uh, and, and I've interacted with this Moonbat before. The fellow's name is Connor. Uh, I think he's up in New York now, but originally from North Carolina. He's making the argument that uh, we, if we take all the guns, then there are no more gun deaths. That's how that works in his mind. Take all the guns, no more gun deaths. Which, of course, you got to walk past the first step of that, which, of course, is like a whole lot of gun deaths. I mean a lot of gun deaths. When the government agents, because it's not going to be this fella Connor, he's not going to be going door to door to take people's guns he, no he's gonna he's gonna expect somebody else to do that he's gonna expect some other government i'm assuming one that is not led by uh the orange man because he's an authoritarian tyrant oh and by the way i got science on that we're going to get to that in the later on in the program i got science that uh destroys this idea of uh you know trump supporters being authoritarians actual science Okay, um, but I assume that that uh, in Connor's mind, there's never a time when anybody occupies the White House. I guess again, uh, that would be you know the existential, unique threat of Hitler's second coming, uh, Donald Trump, right? Because otherwise, you would not want to give that kind of an authoritarian tyrant, modern incarnation of Hitler. You would not want to give him the control over all of the population to take up everybody's guns, right? Because he's a tyrant. He's, he's Hitler. He's going to do all these bad things. So I've never understood this argument that we are living under this existential threat to democracy. But you, we need to also disarm everybody. See, it's always from a position that they control all of the systems of government, that they have the monopoly on force, right? 
that they will enjoy that power, they and their like, which, of course, is what Lenin called the useful idiots, the ones that promote these ideas, not realizing that they will be second up against the wall. Because first up against the wall will be the people that refuse to give up their guns, the the capitalists, the uh, uh you know, the, the free marketeers, the libertarians, the conservatives, the, the people who have resisted that kind of uh, big government overreach. I look, I, I got to tell you, I would be a little bit um, kind of disappointed to some degree. I mean, maybe not a huge degree, but I know there would be part of me that would be like, why am I not part of the first wave up against the wall? You know, I think I would. I mean, I like to think I would be and I might be kind of uh, disappointed insulted if i wasn't but on the other hand i would be alive for a little bit longer so like it's you know pros and cons um but they would be the second round the useful idiots they go next all the intellectuals that were there you know beating the drum for the philosophy of tyrannical state government uh then they would they would be the next round because they're no longer needed because now what the people in power are going to do is they're going to start abusing people because that's what tyrannical state governments always do um or tyrannical governments that's what they always do is they start abusing the citizens and they uh, would very much not like to have uh some of you guys who are you know true believers in this utopian vision uh and you start seeing the uh the totalitarian authoritarian tyrants taking over uh you they don't want to be they don't want you there to remind others so you got to go to the useful idiots they go next but there would be a massive wave of gun deaths when Connor's state actors start going door to door to arrest people to take to disarm them, to take their weapons. And and what you, you also become pretty aware of pretty quickly in these debates is that they're OK with that. So it's not like they are opposed to gun deaths They're They're I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're opposed to some gun deaths. But really what they're opposed to is gun ownership. And I suspect the gun deaths are simply useful to them in making the argument to take the guns. And I suspect the reason they would like to take up the guns is not because of the gun deaths. It's because they would very much like to enact systems they would like to enact. And the guns prevent them from doing so. And that's giving them all the benefit of the doubt. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? So the McClatchy newspapers have uh, another uh, a follow-up story to uh, the latest lockdown that occurred yesterday at UNC Chapel Hill. I think it was yesterday. Or was it Tuesday? Mm. No, yesterday. Okay, it was yesterday. So, and it happened during the show, during uh, this program, but it, it, the lockdown lasted an hour. There was actually not a shooting. There was actually not a shooting on campus, obviously, because there wasn't a shooting. 
Um, but they sent out this lockdown order, uh, as you know, we've now become accustomed to saying, in an abundance of caution. Um, so the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, was asked about this. And he says, uh, quote, you're not just going to snap your fingers and get rid of guns. That's not reality. Criminals are going to have guns. And the best deterrent against a criminal with a gun is a good guy with a gun. See, this is always the, uh, and, and this argument gets dismissed sort of like the with the same kind of mockery that we hear with the thoughts and prayers aren't worth anything, like that, that kind of thing. But it's dismissed and it's mocked because they don't know how to get there in the in their timeline of events from when they say ban all the guns to there being no more gun deaths or gun crimes they don't know how to get there you they cannot walk this through because if you believe that the reality is criminals will always be able to get guns then you have to have somebody armed to be able to defend against that criminal right and in their minds, I guess that would be the police, who, as I understand it, are racist. Uh, they are agents of uh, the white supremacist patriarchal structure that we have or something. So we want them armed for some reason. But uh, uh, whatever. Just disregard the disconnected logic there. Um, if you go from this position of we can't get rid of all of the guns, then most people who, as Rush would say, live in Realville, the you know Rush being the uh, the former mayor of Realville, um, I, I think then that most realists, a.k.a. conservatives, would say, well, then we should be able to have the same kind of firepower that a criminal might have. Now, if you can get rid of all of the criminals with guns, then I suspect a lot of law-abiding people with firearms might not feel the need to own them. But we're not even interested, I guess, as a society in getting the guns out of the criminals' hands. In fact, when you look at all of the plea deals that occur that wipe away the gun charges off of, uh, you know, repeat, repeat, habitual offenders. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It seems like we want people who are criminals to be armed, while at the same time saying we got to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. And in fact, the person who was uh, apprehended yesterday outside of the UNC campus, violent criminal, with warrants on him for domestic violence. Yeah. Outstanding warrants on him. Russ, in a message on the Twitter machine, says, Pete, in the gun debate, I keep noticing the most rabid anti-gun rights folks know very little about how guns function. They don't know the process to legally purchase or get a carry permit, and they have no idea what laws already exist. That is, uh, that's been my experience as well, Russ. Sometimes I'll even, when I when I find myself in a discussion with somebody uh, on this and uh, I start to get the idea or get the sense that they may not be very educated on the subject. Sometimes I go all the way back and I just say, what's a semi-automatic weapon? I'll ask them that just to see what their, what their understanding, what their body of knowledge is. Right. And if it turns out they don't know what that means, then, okay, we got to take this all the way back to sort of, you know, basic fundamentals. Because what happens is in the wake of any kind of incident that gets spun up in order to advance the agenda of gun confiscation, 
Um, and that's what all of the gun rights group or sorry, the uh, gun reform groups, that, that, that is the uh, the end goal. They may, and I'm more and more convinced of this when I see the reactions and the way they behave and the elected officials, even when they say things like, oh, you know, I'm a gun owner and I believe in the Second Amendment, but what I, I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I am no longer giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're actually acting in good faith at that level, the, at the, you know, the, the upper level of these organizations. Um, there may be people that you run into in the discussions on social media, in your family, in real life, that uh, they're not part of that, you know, the upper levels of government or these uh, uh, these gun control groups. And they may be OK with, you know, you having a hunting rifle or something like that, but they get played by the emotionalism. And when the Speaker of the House comes out and says, hey, you know what, um, I have a son who is a student at UNC Chapel Hill, so this is very personal to me. And rather than, you know, making, uh, or as the Charlotte, or sorry, the Raleigh News and Observer reports, rather than tightening existing gun laws, which some believe is a solution to violence, he questioned why students have to be unarmed when clearly there's a way bad guys can get on campus. The campus is a gun-free zone. And so a number of students have said, why do they have to be unarmed when there's clearly a way that bad guys can get on the campus? So, you know, it's a gun-free zone, and that's clearly not working. And so, of course, outrage ensues. So what this means is that when the people get up there and they scream, uh, usually on on the uh, standing on the bodies of dead people in order to advance their agenda, and they'll say, we need to do something. Prayers and thoughts are not enough. Do something. And you have somebody in a position of power that says, well, here's something that could be done. Allow people who wish to go through the process of getting a concealed carry. Which, by the way, if you are against gun violence, you want people to do this. You want people to go through the concealed carry process. It is what you claim you want to see for everyone. Like, in order to get the concealed carry, you have to go through multiple steps and checks that you guys claim you want everybody to go through. So you should want there to be more people with concealed carry permits. And here's something else to keep in mind. Just because you have a concealed carry permit doesn't mean you have to conceal carry all the time. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, you get to choose. You know, if, like, uh, you're going to the beach, maybe you don't want to be strapped going to the beach. Maybe you just want to leave the gun at home at that point. It's totally your option. I mean, you you can take it if you want to, but you don't have to. But if you wanted to reduce gun deaths, then you would want people to go through the process of getting concealed carry permits in North Carolina. And you would, if if I want to do that, and I am a student on UNC campus, right? That's none of your business. I should be able to carry on UNC Chapel Hill campus if i've gone through the process because here's the thing if i'm a criminal and i don't want to go through the process of doing it legally i'm still going to carry on your campus this is the absurdity so it's the people who are up there screaming do something do something and then you say okay well here's something i'm like oh no no not that dan welcome to the program how are you dan hiya pete i'm hey. swell i kind of look at the whole taking guns away from folks uh, as the boiling the frog theory. Uh, you know, if you start 
with the assault rifles. So very few people have them. And in fact, the vast mm-hmm. majority of people say, ah, I don't have one of those. Look, go ahead and let them take those. And the next thing will be high-capacity sporting rifles, then high-capacity handguns, then all handguns, then all hunting rifles, then all shotguns. And finally, everybody says, hey, where the hell are my guns? Right, which is interesting in the uh, in the uh, the types of firearms that are targeted. I, and I agree with you, by the way. I think they 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 go after the AR-15s because of that precise reason. Not most gun owners don't own one of those, right? A lot, now some do, a lot do. I'm not saying that they're not owned. That they're the most popular, uh, you know, rifle frame I think in America for a reason. By the way, for a good reason. They're very popular among women too. Um, but I think. Uh, that you're exactly right. They go after that because it is the easiest, low hanging, lowest hanging fruit. I should say it is low hanging yeah. fruit, easy to get. Take it away first, and that makes the next step justifiable. Because hey, we just did this with the assault weapons. Look what we did. Yeah. When and also, uh, if you were to look at uh, the type of damage done by the various firearms, you would think they would target certain shotgun models first because they're the most lethal. Especially oh if you're doing, like, if you're going into a school or something like that, there are there are uh, rifle platforms that are far worse than the AR-15. Not to say that that, that it's a good uh, platform. You know, obviously it is. Uh, if you're trying to murder a bunch of people, any firearm can do. But uh, there are certain, and I'm not going to say what kinds, but there are certain platforms that are never targeted by the gun grabbers, but would actually be way worse. And uh, the fact that they go after the assault rifles, I think, is uh, th- there is a there is a political reason for there's a strategic reason for it versus a reduce the gun deaths reason for it. Well, years ago, I believed the handgun was the safest thing in my home for, for home defense. I abandoned that a long, long time ago, uh, and I have a side by side double barrel twelve gauge mm-hmm. that's legally cut down to the minimum possible length. Mm-hmm. And I've actually taken it to the range, and I can tell you that from where my bed is to my bedroom door, mm-hmm. with a load of number seven, it opens up to the size of about a queen size bed sheet. Right, but door. but then you have so, to then you have to do all of the patchwork on the sheetrock walls and stuff. I mean, I'm just thinking this through, like after the fact. You know, I mean, you may be alive, yes, Dan, but then you got to like do all of the, you got to do wall repair. Just keep it in mind. All right, Dan, I appreciate the call. <laughs> all right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Uh, alrighty, so on the uh, the gun issue here, and uh, I'll be shifting gears in the next hour, but some details of uh, what happened at uh, the UNC campus. 
Uh, UNC police reported no shots fired yesterday, no injuries reported, and they arrested Mikkel Deontay Harris, 27 years old, of Durham. He had outstanding warrants related to an assault on September 5th. UNC Police Chief Brian James said the charges uh, in the warrant for the September 5th incident include assault with a deadly weapon, communicating threats, going armed to the terror of the public. The incident report for that incident obtained by the News and Observer said he had a handgun at a convenience store. Huh. And he got arrested for it. Yet he was out walking the street where he apparently went and stalked and threatened his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend who was working as an employee at Alpine Bagel, an on-campus restaurant in the university student union, student union center, where he displayed a firearm and threatened the employee. Oh, so it's a domestic violence incident. Oh, and it's also a street crime kind of incident as well, because the person should have been in jail still. Why does this guy have a gun? See, when I went on Twitter yesterday in, in one of the, uh, uh, the well, at the beginning of this debate, which really hadn't ended because of the last UNC lockdown, but uh, I said, well, how about mandatory minimums? Like, let's throw the book at people who use guns, like no more plea deals. Right. If you take a gun charge, you don't get to ever wipe that away in a plea agreement that stays. You use a gun in the commission of a crime, any crime, you're going to get tagged with a stiff mandatory minimum sentence. And if you are found to be an uh, illegal or prohibited possessor of a gun or you, you purchased it illegally, well, then mandatory minimum as well. Right. And and we also enforce the laws that are on the books already. So why not do that? If the goal here is to get these violent offenders off the streets in order to reduce the gun deaths and gun crimes and to stop traumatizing people at UNC Chapel Hill because some guy from Durham shows up to threaten his girlfriend at the campus uh, bagel shop, then uh, you got to put the guy in jail, right? You know what happened when I, when I suggested this? Oh, no, not that. We can't... Po- oh, the prison industrial complex would certainly like that. White supremacy, systemic oppression, right? You get all of these arguments then that, no, we can't possibly do that. Okay, so when you say that you want to reduce gun crime and you say you want to reduce gun deaths, you don't want to talk about the leading causes of gun deaths or gun crimes, and you don't want to do anything to to prevent gun crimes from occurring, particularly when committed by the people um, who are repeat offenders. So now I've determined that you're not actually interested in achieving an objective of reducing gun deaths or gun crimes. You are actually only promoting an objective of taking guns, of banning guns. That's your true objective. But you know that if you try to ban guns, you try to say that, you're not going to have a, uh, an easy time with that. It's not a good pathway forward for you, right? Because if you say you want to ban guns, then my response is, okay, well, you're in luck. There is a mechanism for you to do that. You know what it is? It's a constitutional amendment. Right. Just run, a, run an amendment 
that repeals the Second Amendment. That's how you do that. So go ahead and do that. Whip up support, right? Get people on board. As I understand it, if everybody's, you know, in favor of these common sense rules, well, then go ahead and run that. Oh, no, we can't do that. We, we wouldn't be successful. Well, what does that tell you? The people don't want it. They don't want what you're selling, which is why, by the way, they don't propose it because they know. That's Mott and Bailey. And that's what all of this gun debate is, because there are things that we could do. And I've offered solutions. I've been doing it for years. But they don't want those solutions. They only want one solution, theirs, which is take up guns. All right, up next, we're going to go into uh, none of the evidence that exists to warrant an impeachment inquiry. 